0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
1: Hey, y'all, 7 Rounds of Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Week one is in the books, and Urban Meyer is already rumored to USC. It is I, Rob a.k.a. the idiot whose favorite team took a running back in the first round. And with me, as always, is AJ.
2: Natural left tackles are natural when playing left tackle. Archesi. I have no uh no feelings for Taylor Decker. They should have moved into to right tackle in the offseason. Now I they're think, uh, now they're in a conundrum. Now what do they do?
1: I, no, I think I think he, Taylor Decker has been Wally pipped. Uh, more on that in a bit. Today we are talking NFL rookies, all the good and the bad from week 1.
2: Let's go win it. Going out.
0: Who's going to bat it on draft day? Who's Who's going to wager future future picks away? Who's going to reach for a blue blood blood lineman? The home team. Let's Let's go go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song.
1: When I'm not drinking and I'm not sporting, I'm sportdrink.org because that website is officially launched and they are the greatest podcast network ever because they employ people like AJ and myself to just talk, 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 talk. And when AJ's not talking here, AJ's on Spotify Greenroom. Ain't that right, AJ? Correct. And, what Spotify Greenroom, you're asking? Well, I guess you've never listened to an episode of this podcast before, because we're always talking about it. It's a live, audio-only sports talk platform, free to download and to use. You might be thinking, hmm, that's a lot like a podcast. Well, no, guess what? This isn't live. We're not currently doing this. We did this last night, probably. And, on Spotify Greenroom, it's instant. It's live. It's, it's like SNL. It's Essentially, it's SNL. Rest in peace, Norm McDonald the Goat. Spotify Greenroom, the perfect place to watch parties and have watched parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and react to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, join the group. Come with your spiciest takes. Week one in the books, AJ. What's your, what's your initial take on uh, NFL week one? We got that. Great Thursday night football game to kick off the season. We had a great Monday night football game, shockingly. Uh, we also got the Chiefs-Browns game. We got to see the Packers flail. We had that Steelers comeback. What was your favorite moment of week one before we dive into the rookies?
2: My favorite moments uh, had to have been Derek Carr throwing the interception in the, in the end zone after the false start and watching Payton and Eli's and Russell Wilson's reaction to, to all of those events. Damn, but there Cargard's revenge, and Zay Jones proved you right after all, after all these years. Finally. No, no, that doesn't, that was pre-podcast. Any Zay Jones takes uh, don't exist, but I was right, not for sure. <laughs> no, you're right. Well, you said Zay would have, uh, Zay Jones will win a football game one day, and you were right. I was right. I said that. Uh, I stuck to my convictions about that. I went out on a limb, and I was right. Um, my favorite moment was the Pittsburgh Steelers
1: winning, taking down Buffalo.
2: That, that, that makes sense. <laughs>
1: that was my favorite moment.
2: My big takeaway, though, that's, that's the question I thought you were going to throw Maybe Maybe hit me with a curveball, because I hated every moment of the, of the of week one. Yeah,
1: as one does.
2: Uh, what I, <laughs> The most enjoyment I got was, though, watching that Cardinals-Titans game. I didn't watch the, the whole live game, but just keeping my eye on it. I watched it for the episode, though. But keeping my eye on it, uh, <laughs> I didn't think there could be any bigger frauds then the Tennessee Titans, I thought it was a, an embarrassing performance, top to bottom. And then the 4 o'clock window ro- rolls around, and you, you you already mentioned it, the Packers were uh, somehow even worse. Uh, so th- I think those are the two biggest, what the fuck were they doing, <laughs> moments of week one. Yeah. Um, and, you know what?
1: I <laughs> yeah. was wrong about Zach Taylor. I would have thought he tied that game. And guess what? Zach Taylor pulled the win
2: out. Marvin Lewis ties that all day. Uh, I, I think it ties as good as a win in that situation. Oh, <laughs>
1: well, yeah, most definitely. And, I, and it would have been better for the league if it was a tie, in my opinion.
2: I <laughs> Joe Burrow and the Bengals like that. There's just some sort of magical tyingness in there. Um, Zach Taylor called a pretty good game. Yeah, like why are we talking about this? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Joe Joe you
1: mentioned Joe Burrow. Well, he was a rookie quarterback last year. Guess what? We got five first-round what? rookie quarterbacks who saw who saw the field. Three started, two scored touchdowns <laughs> that didn't start. All five had touchdowns. That's pretty
2: crazy. Yeah, um I think every single uh skill position player t- drafted in the top 15 scored a touchdown except for one. More on that later. And uh,
1: two offensive tackles played really great, too. Um, okay, let's start with Trevor Lawrence. I did the Jags game. Um, obviously, they got kind of molly-whopped by the Texans. David Culley, you know, he runs a clean program down there in Houston. Uh, Urban Meyer, we've got the rumors about USC already. It's great. I'm loving it, personally. Call, call you shot now. Is he, is he leaving? Is he leaving? No... Because I think it's gonna be James Franklin. So you're gonna say it's not because he doesn't want to take the job. It's 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 gonna be it's it's gonna be because he will not have made a decision by the time uh, they. Yeah, like he's he's gonna put off making that decision because he's gonna think he can make this Jaguars thing work. It's good. But, That's a good take. I like that. Mike Bond's not going to wait around for him, and he's going to throw money at James Franklin. That's what I think. Um, and then Urban Meyer will head to Penn State, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So tre- Trevor Lawrence uh, was kind of playing catch up all game. Houston kind of dominated that game. Um, Did you expect to three say touchdowns
2: that last week? <laughs> no.
1: Well, I don't know. we were both low on the Jaguars, yeah. rightfully so, and hate Urban Meyer. So, I, I it, honestly, it was a really pleasant watch for me. Like I loved Tarad, you loved Harrod. He looked really good. Um, Lawrence had his moments. Uh, his second touchdown pass, which was the the deep ball in the um, left corner on a play action, rolling to his right, stepped up, avoid avoided the pass rush. His feet looked good, and he really did a great job maneuvering the pocket the entire game. And then he just dropped a seed. He had this. He moved the safety just enough, dropped a seed, touchdown. Um, but. And again, he threw three. And and those looked good, but the three interceptions were all really bad. Like, um, one was he was rolling left. And you know how all all those days at Clemson where he would make these rolling left throws look so easy? Because he's just so good at squaring his shoulders. Yeah, It looked like that was happening. And then he just threw it to a Texans defender who was just by himself. Um, another interception came when I think it was Pharaoh Brown was running a post. And he just threw it. I don't know if he just didn't see the linebacker. Andy threw it behind Brown, but just, again, right to the, uh, to, to the linebacker.
2: Wait, Fer- Ferro um, Brown's on the Texans.
1: Yeah, or sorry, not Pharaoh Brown, uh, James O'Shaughnessy. Sorry, Pharaoh <laughs> Brown's on my mind because I picked him up in fantasy because <laughs> he know looked you really did. good. <laughs> James O'Shaughnessy, go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of that. Uh, there was also some drops. D- DJ Chark had a-, a handful of drops. don't like to hear that. I- he, well, he was also kind of, like, by far the go-to guy, though. Um, so he he caught the big touchdown in the left corner. Mm-hmm. Marvin Jones had some flashes. Um, I, I It was not a lot of big plays from LaVisca Sean. Like, I don't know, they threw it a freaking ton. He threw it 51 times. Mm-hmm. And the offensive line didn't play particularly bad or anything. He only took one sack. He did, a, again, a really good job avoiding pass rush, too. It was just like they were already they were down immediately. Their defense looked horrible. Uh, I didn't really. I'm not going to mention Tyson Campbell really anywhere, but um, he looked kind of meh. C.J. Henderson did not play well. Um, but overall, I, I would say given the circumstances of everything, it was pr- for a first career game. Like you saw the bright spots. I wouldn't be worried. I think the the interceptions again were really bad, but the 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 highs were high. Um, he looked just so smooth operating, and and not phased by pass rush, which I think is a big big check mark in terms of young quarterback play. Um, so I don't know, like if I were to grade it, given the circumstances of situation and his first career game, like I I would say it's like probably a C plus B minus
2: range. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were gonna tag something on there. <laughs> no, yeah, that makes sense. Um. It, it, yeah, it's just the situation where if, you, if you're if you down immediately, uh, you know your defense isn't making a lot of stops on the entire day because that's not the strength of your team. It's just a bad spot for a rookie quarterback to be in. But knowing that um, the offensive line didn't play too bad, and obviously he only got sacked once, and you said he maneuvered really well, um, and then obviously he looked like Trevor Lawrence, that's all really – That that's more of a positive – Like that, I think the positives outweigh the negatives, just because of the way the game goes. But if you're a Jaguars fan, I feel like you're feeling a lot worse about the team overall, yeah, this week than you were last week,
1: right? And and again, like I I'd be very concerned again as a Jaguars fan about coaching staff and the defense in particular. Yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence is gonna. That continue to grow and he's got the like you saw enough from the skill guys in, in, in terms of Shark, jones uh chanel um i want to see them use james robinson more yeah what was up with like, that why why did i get more carries than robinson he, R- robinson looked good in his limited opportunities as a pass catcher um they just like and, and it felt like every time he, he he got a carry it was like four to four to six yards he pick up I I don't like and Hyde didn't play that bad. They just were down so quickly that they barely ran the ball anyway. But I don't know why Hyde seems to have usurped him as like the the number one
2: back. It's because it's Urban Meyer and he's he's uh, Ohio State biased yeah. and stupid. In um, no right offense. and
1: like that just that just leads you to be like this whole situation's weird already, which not great. Um, anyway, let's let's uh let's jump to Zach Wilson, your guy who threw for two fifty eight two scores. Uh, and a pick in his debut.
2: Against yeah, Davis. my guy, Zach Wilson. Your
1: guy, as in you watched you watched that
2: game. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, you spoke about Lawrence uh, not looking phased by the pressure, and the, the offensive the line looking not bad at all. And uh, the opposite was true for Zach Wilson. From the first snap, uh, Wilson just had zero time to throw the football the entire game. It, it, so I think I think the first drive, George Fant. And it continued through the whole game. He could not lay a finger on Brian Burns. It was embarrassing. But, like, Zach Wilson looked like Zach Wilson where he's moving well. Maybe not uh, succinctly, but moving. You know, he's a good athlete because he had to. Um, and, like, he looked pretty good when he had the time to throw, which was rare. But the interception was really bad. Like, he's his, uh, yeah, his interception... I don't know what he was doing. He stared down at the receiver and I don't know if he just didn't see Shaq Thompson or like he just thought if he could zip it by him, um, but the ball didn't have enough zip for sure. Uh, it was still a terrible decision regardless um, and Shaq Thompson picked it off. Then Thompson almost had another interception where Wilson made a really nice move in the pocket, just a little quick little juke, got outside, uh, no one was there and he kind of just threw it low at Thompson. I don't know why he did that either. Then He almost picked it off. Um then Wilson fumbles. He recovers it himself. But he tried to pull the same move that he just pulled. Uh, this time it did not work. The defender did not. He just did on the same path. He fumbled. Um, so, so it was a rocky, rocky first half there. But, like, he, he had to do a lot of the off-platform stuff that we saw at uh, at, at BYU. And, like, he was pretty effective doing it. But, like, again, um, sometimes – I'll, I'll get to the second half in a second. But, like, he really, he really got no help from his receivers other than Corey Davis. And they had zero mm-hmm. running game. And the offensive line was playing really, really bad. He jumped to the second half, and I think the pressure got into his head. Um, he was leaving the pocket early when it was there. Um, lots of like just back-footed throws when he didn't have to. Um, he wasn't finding passing lanes. He had a couple balls batted back-to-back. I, I felt like he got into his head too much. And then it kind of... It kind of settled back a bit, where like he had the the, the touchdown pass where he scrambled right. Corey Davis was wide open. Uh, it was an easy throw, but it was still you know it still looked good. Um, then he kept it for the two point, and then at the end he he did a pretty nice like stay alive drive, flashed the arm like had a had a nice throw where he kind of got blown up, and uh, hit hit Mims down the sideline. It was kind of like you know the the no look almost kind of feel to it. Um, but then it was also like. He avoided the pressure on the back, and he could have just sat in the pocket and made the throw. But instead, he started running up and took the hit and made the throw. So it's like, why the fuck did you do that? But, yeah, plenty of good throws on time in that drive. And then they kept it off with the the second touchdown to Davis, where he put it low and away from J.C. Horn, who I'm not going to mention, but I thought J.C. Horn had a pretty nice game. But overall... Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like you saw the glimpses. I would be cons- it, it, It's, it's kind of like the Jays, it, where like you got to be concerned about the softs in the line. And Becton is out. It's hard to throw like a letter grade
1: on these guys, given one the circumstances, two it's their first career game, three like when you see the positives you get excited, and when you see the negatives you don't want to bang them too hard because again it's their first career game and they're playing on. For Zach Wilson, a team with a terrible offensive line. For, for Trevor Lawrence, a, a team that coaching staff <laughs> seems incompetent. So it's it's hard to bang either of those two specifically.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll give I'll give Zach Wilson a C, um, but okay. The pressure concerns me at this point. I mm-hmm. I want to see him bounce mm-hmm. back from that because I think you started to see signs that it got into his head, and that that's always 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 yeah, concerning. and that's yeah.
1: And my big positive takeaway with Trevor Lawrence is that he seems so unfazed by pressure.
2: yeah, and we know Wilson has the, uh, the the physical capabilities to avoid the rush but um yeah it wasn't it wasn't always pretty. uh speaking of
1: studs who are just touchdown machines, Trey lance in his debut five year touchdown pass to Trencher field. Uh, also had three carries for two yards. <laughs> um uh, I I was hoping because obviously it was the first drive where Lance threw that touchdown I was hoping we'd see a little of him sprinkled in slightly more but uh it, it was mainly just like kind of the throw his own read in there once every once in a while and like Jimmy G played well enough that you're not it's not the same situation as the Bears where it's like fuck just put Trey Lance in already um so I'll give him an A-plus because he scored a touchdown. I think that's
2: that's fair. Uh, he's yeah. Like, uh, he's he's the NFL's but, Anthony
1: Richardson. I, I, I know it was Alliance, and, and they did storm back. But, like, it, it's a good situation that, although I do think Trey Lance should be starting, and I'm really excited for when he does, it's a good situation that it's definitely not going to, like, Shani's hand's not going to be forced at this point to throw Lance mm-hmm. in there. And I, I don't think... Like, I'm sure the fan base wants to see Lance, but I don't think the fan base is going to be killing Shanahan for playing Jimmy G at the moment, Um, the same way that uh,
2: every Chicago Bears fan probably hates Matt Nagy. Of these five uh, rookie first-round quarterbacks, Lance was the one I at least wanted to see get tossed into the fire immediately, if I'm being completely honest, going into the draft. And I felt like San Fran was a great home for that because it doesn't have to be. And when he, if he, if he ever is, which I think we both kind of expect, um, he's in the best situation, right? So I, I
0: think
2: yeah. I, I, uh, I know you don't uh, have to sit uh, rookie uh, quarterbacks, but like I feel like the Mahomes situation is like kind of like the clear path. But there, right? I, I
1: think Patrick Mahomes would have been great no matter what. I agree, I agree. Like, but it definitely you know, didn't hurt like, him. But I, it
2: didn't. Yeah,
1: it, it's my belief is that if you're going to be a great quarterback, you're going to be a great quarterback. If you're not, you're not. The year, like, sitting a quarterback, I I get where you can look at the positives, but you can also look at the negatives. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I, I, I just, I think it all comes down to, you can either play or you can't. Um, I know you're not sitting here being like, S- sit Trey Lance for the whole year. No, and I don't want him I, to I, at all. I, yeah, exactly. I, I do want to say Zach Wilson was that quarterback for me, where the quarterback I did not want to see thrown into the fire immediately. and See, uh, for me, I, I like Zach Wilson a lot less, so I didn't care. Yeah, that I mean that's a fair take. <laughs> Where I love Trey uh, Justin Lance. Fi-
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Justin Fields is a quarterback I felt confident could be thrown in the fire Me and drive early, but uh Matt Nagy loves Andy Dalton and so does Chris Collinsworth. Um Fields did get into the game similar to Trey Lance uh on that opening drive. Um it's weird how similar he he, he had that nine yard completion and then he had a, a three yard touchdown run on zone read. Um I I mean there's a similar to Trey Lance, A plus.
2: A plus, that's, that's, that's all you can say.
1: Uh, J- Justin Fields scored a primetime touchdown. He scored, he let he he scored uh half the Bears' points. <laughs> he, scored, he scored more points
2: than Andy Dalton. All right, that's not all true. Uh, is your primetime star? No, but that it was a week, week for that. It was, we'll get there in a second. Uh, by the way, uh, he doesn't count going. for start the rook, he does not count for start the rook. We gotta get. Well I I I was going to use me saying start the rook as a way to
1: shit on Ohio State too though.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay I'm down for that. I'm <laughs> down for that. Okay, okay, perfect.
1: Um finally, Mac Jones. So I think Mac Jones of uh obviously you you did the Wilson game, I did the Lawrence game, I also did the Mac Jones game. Um Jones' highs were not nearly as high as Lawrence, but his lows were not nearly as low. He was very steady throughout the game after the <laughs> early driving just wild fumble that that I can't even explain, uh, where he just decided to just throw the ball away backwards. Uh, once you get past that though, he threw for 281 to score. Completed 70 74 uh, percent of his passes. He seemed just again like I don't want to use the term game manager because I I think it's stigmatized at this point, but he really didn't do anything for them to lose. He did everything he needed to do for them to win. And then Damian Harris just kind of had that unfortunate fumble. Yeah. And maybe, maybe Damian Harris will never touch the field again. Cause Bill Belichick's his head coach. Um, but, uh, yeah, Mac Jones just like at times his lot, la- the lack of zip did kind of show up, um, on, on certain throws where he, he had one big completion. I forget, forget who it was Two It was like, um, it was on a, a deep post, and had he thrown a perfect, like uh, the the if he had more zip, essentially, it would have been a touchdown. Instead, it was a, it was still a huge completion. Um, was it Aguilar? But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Aguilar. Aguilar didn't look too bad, by the way. Um, he he was like by far the most dynamic guy. Um, but so that I guess that was kind of my main the main thing. But when they were running the ball and their offensive line was playing really well. Like, Mac Jones is sitting back and just kind of operating the system, and I know they only put up 16 points, but they should have had a a score at the end of the game until the fumble, um, which likely would have won the game. Like, Mac Jones, I thought, played better than Tua.
2: Has your pre-draft opinion of Mac Jones changed?
1: Well, it's one game.
2: Um, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm not saying it should. I'm just saying it has it.
1: he, He looked, I mean, he looked, competent in the preseason he looked very solid and steady in this game um i will say like i don't think he has the tools to ever be that top 10 quarterback but like top 20 yeah i don't know like and again it's a snapshot it's one game i'm just comparing it to trevor lawrence he cannot do some of the things trevor lawrence was doing Mm -hmm. but he also was not making some of the same mistakes trevor lawrence was making
2: also a, a lot better situation top to bottom than trevor lawrence
1: yeah, and again, they were running the ball quite well, like until yes. his fumble. Damian Harris played a really nice game. Um, the 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 kind of the weapons he's using was interesting. They they were using Jonu Smith in some fun ways. I thought Jonu Smith looked pretty good. I want to see them kind of involve Hunter Henry a little more, just because the wide receiver group's not ex- like that exciting. Like again, Nelson Aguilar's your number one. Um, but yeah, other than the fumble, like it's hard to
2: really ding anything Mac Jones did. He did enough for them to win. Yeah, that I mean, I'm not gonna say it really sucks because go Fins, but <laughs> for Mac Jones, it really sucks that uh, that that happens. The 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 game was in the bag virtually. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, that's the QB rundown, first one of
1: the year. Got five of them to talk about each week at, at least. Maybe Kel Mon gets in a game. Who knows? Uh, anyway, down to the most important questions of the week. Rookies of the week. AJ? Uh,
2: yeah. Who's your offensive rookie of the week? My offensive rookie of the week, I uh, I went with my heart here. Devontae Smith, wide receiver, Philadelphia Eagles, who got that first catch in the same corner of the end zone that he caught his his game winner as a freshman. That that felt so great. It was, it was a design like rub wheels. It was kind of like bread and butter for Devontae Smith, where he's got that great release, kind of just free release, obviously, too. Um and beats him to the end zone, and and beautiful, nice touch throw from from Jalen Hurts, who had a really nice game, a really impressive game, in my opinion. Um, Six catches, 71 yards, a touchdown. He just looked like his savvy self, man. Like, he looked like he did at Alabama, and obviously it's the NFL, and he's not going to be as, (laughs) like, 200 yards a game, but I think that everything translated there, and uh, the route running was great. Um, Constantly, like, finding the soft spot in the zone, which I think he did great at Alabama, too. Um, no big yak plays, but he looked like he was a threat every time he touched the ball, and I think, I think you, you got to be ecstatic. Again, the the Philadelphia Eagles had an amazing first game, and the Falcons might be the worst team in the league. Um, but but I think you got to be ecstatic with how Hurts and especially Devontae Smith uh, looked in their first games.
1: Yeah, I, again, you you the Eagles game, but from the snapshots I saw, like that that opening, or I don't know if it was it was his. First career touchdown, but um, first touchdown. Yeah, I mean, Eagles, it looked yeah. like yeah, yeah, it looked like something Sark drew up at, at Bama. Yeah.
2: Like it just looked using looked Ertz on the rub was up. really smart, and you got the savvy where he's not going to use his hands to kind of get in the way. Um, yeah, no, it definitely did that. Like, like I said, Brent and butter. I think they did a really good job just uh getting his feet wet. But I think this is what they're just going to keep doing, and I don't know the I, I again I I don't want to make any judgments about the Eagles because I think the Falcons are really. Really bad, but, but I'm excited Play. to see what, the, what they they can do with with Hertz in, and Smith, and Rager who who flashed uh, some too. Just to throw that in there, my
1: guy. Um, my offensive rookie of the week is without a doubt. I well, I you know what, I could have chosen two different offensive tackles, but I I think for me it was clear. Rashawn Slater, what was that dude? Um, he he took on the best defensive line in the NFL. And it was like that Northwestern mm-hmm. Ohio State game in 2019 where he handled Chase Young's business. The only guy in college that you you saw kind of give Chase Young issues was Rashawn Slater. And guess what he did it again in his NFL debut? He uh, he locked down Chase Young. He, and not just a, a, in pass protection, but he, he was moving him, moving him around in the run game, like turning him. And just looked so natural and balanced and pass protection. It was everything you remember from his Northwestern tape in 2019. Obviously, he opted out in 2020, but he's the franchise left tackle Justin Herbert needs. Herbert looked great, too, by the way. Um, it, it, it was, I, I don't know, it, it was, at one point, I was just, like, only watching Rashawn Slayer play yeah. football. It it was kind of, him and Penay Sewell were the highlights of my week, personally. Just focusing on them and watching them go to work. Easily reaching landmarks, just shuffling Chase Young out of the play, getting getting his hand placement was phenomenal in the run game, and just getting underneath him and and moving him. And again, it's Chase Young. That's Chase Young's got the potential to be one of the the five best defensive players in the NFL, and uh, he he had
2: very little impact when facing Rashawn Slater. I obviously I didn't watch this game, but I, I flipped over to it. And it was that third end, I don't know what was it, sixteen, in the fourth quarter for the Chargers, backed up into mm-hmm. their own goal line, and right away I was just I was watching Slater and he got he had Young matched up on him, and Slater just ate his lunch, and, and Young tried to go through like this, this like little uh, I don't know like this little jump rip kind of move, and Slater just dominated him, got him totally off balance, and I'm like and then they got the first down, I'm like holy fuck that that looked just like. The Ohio State Northwestern tape from 2019.
1: Yeah, his cheat code is just he plays so balanced mm-hmm. all the time. He, he, Like, his feet and his base, his his core is so balanced. He's never lungy. Everything was great from him. Um, Yeah, so I, I think, again, Panay Sewell, it to you, but Rashawn Slater's got to be my pick. Uh, defensive guy. That that was a lot tougher for me. Maybe you had an obvious one. No, on I
2: totally didn't have an obvious one. Um, So I went with... Uh, one of your faves, Nick Bolton, who um, played a lot for the hey. Kansas City Chiefs, he he looked as advertised. He, <laughs> I think, think every time we talk about Nick Bolton, we use the word thumper, and he was thumping around, baby. Uh, the KC run defense wasn't great, obviously, and, but the, the Browns' run attack is awesome. Um, but he may have been the most effective part of that run defense, and um, we saw him delivering some of that big hits that we saw at, at Mizzou. Um, and I thought just because of the magnitude of this football game, and because he's going to have so many um, big games to be playing in, and he's going to have to look good in those big games, uh, that he kind of just deserved this uh, award this week. He had seven tackles. He had a TFL. I think he had another TFL that he didn't get credited for. But, uh, no, really, really effective game. And he really adds that speed and just, I don't know. I think Nick Bolton is just a solid dude that may, that's going to make a lot of plays for you, um, whether it's in the run or just cleaning up passes. Um I think that's what we saw, and I think that's big for the Chiefs. Yeah, well, we've been
1: talking about how um, the lack of athleticism at the line packer mm-hmm. position, like not not that the Chiefs have a major flaw, but like if you were to be nitpicky, that's been one of the things you would, you would point to. And getting a, an electric player like Nick Bolton in there is pretty exciting. I'm glad to hear he played well.
2: Yeah, and and going back to that, Willie Gay obviously didn't break out like anyone hoped he would either. So. I think Bolton getting his case um, feed under him immediately is a really, 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 really good sign.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so maybe a less obvious one. Uh, okay, he was definitely... He was kind of my obvious pick this week, but I don't know how much attention he's getting from national media. Uh, Paulson Adibo. Mm-hmm. Paulson Adibo was fantastic in that, that embarrassing game for the Green Bay Packers. Um, he had the interception, and I think that maybe... Uh, kind of drummed up some extra buzz, but he he played every single defensive snap, which I is not something I was necessarily expecting, yeah. though the Saints do have a lack of corner, uh talent at corner. Um but overall, he uh he was targeted four times and he gave up one grab for for 14 yards. Um he he was just he just looked like he belonged at there and that's another opt-out guy. Both my picks were opt-out guys. Yeah. Uh he, he opted out in 2020 at Stanford. What was it twenty eighteen when he was a redshirt freshman? Yeah. We were talking up as a potential future first round corner. The twenty nineteen tape was a little sporadic, then opted out. Um so he's a bit it was a bit polarizing in the process. But I was so happy to see him out there and just looking like he belonged. The he he handled speed just fine. Uh he played it's funny. Offensive tackle and corner positions you would necessarily compare, but Balance is so such an underrated aspect of both, and he played so balanced, very like did no false steps, balanced. Um, his pedal was smooth and low center of gravity, uh, and f- in phase like looked perfect. I don't know. I I'm really excited to see if this continues because I mean, the Packers' passing attack is no small thing
2: to debut against. Oh no! Aaron Rodgers is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. I think it's it's pretty easy job. No, but honestly, like if you were to tell me, um, the day before the draft that Paulson Adebo is going to be the Week One Defensive Rookie of the Week for for you, and he was also he's in he's one of the nominees for Pepsi Rookie of the Week as well. He's the only defensive player. Um, I don't think I would have believed you, and that that's not because of the lack of talent for Adebo, but just because obviously he opted out and because he wasn't the, his, his, himself in 2019. So seeing this immediately for the New Orleans Saints, I think you're you're kind of right where maybe he's not getting the big media attention. Uh, I don't know. Every Saints fan should be absolutely thrilled. They I know they just paid March on Landmarnies out, but, but they should be absolutely thrilled that, that Adibo had this kind of performance week one. I think you should be more thrilled yeah, about be- that than, than maybe anything else aside from Jameis Winston.
1: Right. No, I'm with you. It's
2: huge. Um,
1: so who's your, who's your pick for defense? Nick Bolton. Oh, right. The... <laughs> who's well, your worst rookie? Losing my mind. Who's my, my worst rookie a linebacker. So I didn't have like anybody who was obnoxiously bad that was playing enough type thing. Okay. Um, so my, my pick is more, uh, predicated on the hype going into the game and maybe not quite living up to it. Um, so my pick's Micah Parsons. And by no, like, Micah Parsons wasn't disgustingly bad, but he wasn't good. He was not good against Tampa, and that's a hard team to debut against. Um, he had seven tackles, broke a pass, quarterback hit. Uh, played 78% of the snaps. They are rotating their linebackers, which mm-hmm. I did not like that much. They are playing Parsons and Keanu Neal together a lot, and LV and, and Jalen Smith together a lot. To me, Micah Parsons should be at their 100% of the snaps or close to. Uh, I know he ended up playing 78%, but like LVE and Jalen Smith are not who they were three years ago or whatever. Um, but Parsons was kind of on multiple occasions a step slow because not because of his athleticism, because he's a freak athlete, but just hesitating to react at times. Gave up a couple completions. I think the one that really stood out was the uh, the one in the flats of Leonard Fournette where it looked like Michael Parsons yeah. should have had a pick. And, he and dunked Frenette on him, just baby. Snapped. Yeah, uh, you're right about Leonard Fournette, AJ. I was
2: let's say he's the best. Marshall Falk, back. too. Yep, that's what I said. Yeah,
1: yeah, but yeah. So it was kind of just all this. Micah Parsons is going to be a no doubt defensive rookie of the year, and I, I think Hard Knocks fed into that too. And he looked quite good in preseason too. But um, then, then like he had an opportunity to kind of put that game away there yeah. and. There was, again, a handful of times where... And against the run, too, he was getting uh, washed away. And that's a really good offensive line in Tampa Bay, no doubt. But, um, I don't know, he just... Without an obvious, obvious poor performance from someone who played a ton, uh, I, I went with a guy who had kind of the most hype going into it
2: all and kind of, had again, had an opportunity to put that game away and didn't. No, I I totally get that. It feels like Michael Parsons was... Um like the most polarizing rookie of the week, because when you're watching the game live, a lot of people were on him. And then you you throw on, uh, or you, you wake up Friday morning and you go on Twitter or Friday afternoon, whatever, and then people start digging into the All-22. And I think PFF gave him like a 71 grade, and people are like, you know what, people really overreacted with the Parsons, blah, 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 blah. And I, I think there's a happy medium ground where Parsons flashed, uh, but he was really up and down. And like you said, that, that play was really bad. Um there's a couple times, like you said, just, just the instinctual, not, like, just missing steps. And they, they used him pretty fun. Like, at least they let him get after the passer a bit. But I, I feel like he's, he was somewhere in between. And he wasn't great at all. But he wasn't terrible. But I do think considering the expectations, I think that's fair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, it's...
1: Because, again, I didn't... Like, I could have... Like, there, there was... Uh, maybe three offensive linemen I was considering. I chose an offensive lineman. Um <laughs> yeah, in, 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 in a corner, but I I I don't know. It just it had more to do with the spotlight on Micah person sitting into that. Who's your pick?
2: Yeah, so I I actually have an offensive lineman that's worse than him, but because of the spotlight of Monday night football, I had to choose okay. Alex so- Leatherwood. Yeah. I was going
1: to put him, and then I was like, if I put him, I bet AG's already putting him. I'll put someone else. I like it.
2: Um, yeah, I appreciate and,
1: it. And I, I think them coming back and winning that way kind of overshadowed his poor performance. Well, yeah, because the game was great.
2: on his head for a second there because he false started at the goal line in overtime. And that should have mm-hmm. and would have cost him the game if not for a Mad Max Crosby. Uh, so if, that, if, if they didn't come back and win that game, I totally agree. I think everyone would have been like... On Leatherwood's ass, but they st- it's it's not like he made up for it. <laughs> he just got lucky. Um, I think it was just bad. He was bad. Even when Carr was making good throws, it looked like he was getting beat. I forget what play it was specifically, but we both just laughed at every. <laughs> I, th- I think it was um, uh, I think I think it was Rugs where he got hit him with a nice one, or or no, it's Waller for sure. Where he- Carr just got lit up and Leatherwood just got beat bad. And there's yeah. the other ones. That- yeah, he good. Yeah, he. Justin Houston schooled yeah. him a couple
1: times. Yeah. Gave up that awful sack. Got, like you said the false start. Got called on a hold. Yep. Um, I, I for a bit there I was just watching him, and pretty much any time Justin Houston went uh, up against him, he's just in his bag. Yeah. That, that third
2: down in the second quarter, when when Houston just fucking cooked him. And yeah, it was it was mainly and, Justin Houston. And like Derek Carr did a good job mm-hmm. h- hiding like yep. hiding
1: some of that, just no, getting did. the ball off.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. And I don't like to compliment Derek Carr usually. He had a good game. That's uh, fine. But no, yeah. no, 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 it's not. <laughs> Come on, David. I, I'm an older brother, so I'm I a I'm pro David. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, Leatherwood had a pretty damn tough debut, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh primetime star. It wasn't Alex Leatherwood. Uh, it wasn't Michael Parsons. I feel like there's no great choice. So I I flipped the the side of the ball here and. Some of the Leatherwood solid Odafe? I went with O'Dafe Elway, yeah. Um I think he if again, there there was
1: no like blatant pick, but I still think he was definitely the pick. Yeah. Because he did like he he was more impactful in his playing time in a positive way than any other rookie in primetime, I think.
2: Yeah, like just to touch on some other guys. Uh Joe Tryon uh flashed a bit too. Uh, I think he had a quarterback that was, hit.
1: I debated putting them both down, but I thought Oway just kind of
2: did more. And Me too. More. And, and just to throw one more name out there, uh, Robert Rochelle flashed. He only got like 19 snaps, yeah. but I think he had a pass at PBU uh, and just like a really solid start. Again, it's the Bears, but still, I think that was a really promising start for him. But no, I think mm-hmm. I think Oway is the pick, and he had the the sack where oh. he just flashed the fucking yep. the four three nine speed chasing down Derek Carr. Like a bear chasing down a, a mountain goat. I don't even know if they kill mountain goats, but that's what it'll look like. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I was going to say, um, one, I didn't think he would play the, as many snaps yeah, as he did, 56%. Um, I think him and Justin Houston are going to be a very fun combination. Because mm-hmm. Justin Houston still, like as that age, the, the aging situational pass so rusher, can still do it. Like, yeah. Flashes of, in my mind, Robert Mathis, uh, John Abraham, guys who just, James Harrison, guys who extend their career just because they're so good with their hands. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and to have a way who's still learning, but just the freaky athleticism. He had more sacks in this game than he had all of his last year at Penn State. It's
2: true. That's true. And he also had that nice um, play where he, he slipped both Alex Leatherwood and then uh, Jermaine Illuminor, uh make a TFL in overtime. I don't know if he got credited with the TFL, but he made it. Uh, I don't Let's know. Two do of the st- best offensive linemen in the league. Two of the best offensive linemen in the league. Leatherwood and Luminar. Well,
1: um, <laughs> it just it just feels like even though again it wasn't like a major major performance, yeah. the the flashes were there. And it's Baltimore. They know how to develop this type of player. Yeah. To to take those physical traits and turn it into uh, into into production, and I, again to see him play as much as he did because I thought he would be one of those rookies that it would be a handful of snaps a game, like 10 snaps a game, something like that. Mm-hmm. You see him playing over half the defensive snaps in his debut. Uh, I, I think that's a really good sign for Ravens fans.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. And, he, again, he looked good doing it. Um, underwhelming performance. I almost feel like you could put Parsons here, but you wanted to be mean, and I respect that. So I want to know who you put here. I I, I, I got a couple different ones.
1: Um, I, my I, number one is Najee Najee Harris. Yeah,
2: I got I got two. I don't want to be too fucking mean on week one, to be honest. But uh, I know, I
1: know. And, and, and let, let, let me, again, I'm a Steelers fan. Mm-hmm. I love Najee Harris. You love Najee Harris. I don't believe in drafting running backs in the first round, but part of me was happy. Um, as a pass catcher, he only had one grab for four yards. And he should have done he would something have been on more that imp- catch, he, too. He, he, but he also would have been more impactful if Ben Roethlisberger could hit him. Yeah. Uh, that four-yard catch, you were right, though. He lined up uh, a receiver. And it was, like, quick slant. um, And uh, he should have – it was – he had one defender on him, and he should have broke that tackle and scored. Yep. He also should have had a touchdown on, uh, like, a drag or – I don't know. He's in the flats. I can't remember. And Ben just straight-up missed him by a mile, mm-hmm. and it, had he hit him, it, it probably – you would assume Najee Harris would score there. Um. On the ground, he just wasn't really breaking first contact. Now in his defense, uh, he was getting hit a lot early. The I don't think the offensive line like the offensive line was one start starting um two rookies and um, um a second year in Kevin Dodson. Uh, and it didn't play that great and he but he still wasn't like creating anything really at all. He was very rarely breaking first contact, like there weren't any runs you were necessarily excited about, even with Matt Canada sending motions everywhere. <laughs> um, he ran for 45 yards, 2.8 to carry. It was just underwhelming given, again, kind of similar to Michael Parsons, the hype going into it, like, this guy's got a real good chance to be that offensive rookie of the year from the jump. Uh, I do want to say, because I don't have him anywhere, Pat Friermuth is an incredible
2: blocker already. That's good. That's a good sign. Um, this isn't my main guy, so I'm going to go to my alt guy first because everything you just said, about Najee Harris pretty much applies it to Javante Williams. Except he only played 50% of the snaps, where Harris played 100% of the snaps. Yeah, slams. yeah, Harris played every single snap, which <laughs> was kind of wild. But the same thing, where like the Broncos offensive line wasn't good. But Javante Williams just wasn't trading anything. And um, in the preseason, and obviously at UNC, we saw a guy that was breaking first contact consistently. And just making... You know the second level, uh, making guys miss and just finding finding the next block and turning ten yard runs into thirty yard runs and whatever wasn't that game for uh, for, for him this week. But there's a couple decent runs. I think he had one like ten yard run. But overall, literally the same forty five yards for Javante Williams. Uh, one catch for negative four yards. So not much there either. Uh, Three point two yards per carry. He just just again. I I don't think I don't think I'm gonna say he's, he's bad. It's just underwhelming because. I thought he was a guy that could look good um, immediately, and they talked him up a lot. And it was almost like a hush-hush secret that they're going to be in a real split, and this could be Javante's show early. Um, but Melvin Gordon obviously had the—he was the fastest player in Week One. Rob, can you believe it? Twenty-two miles per hour, something like uh, that. <laughs> us, us Badgers fans knew that. <laughs> it's not as fast as Monty Ball, though. Not as fast as Monty, no, as they always say. Uh, but yeah, just just a little underwhelming there um especially because yeah. with running backs too
1: um i i think we judge them harder because one they're less valuable and they, they've been taken pretty early and two it's proven to be a position that you can transition into the nfl quicker than yeah. other positions um do you want to go again or do you want me to go
2: no i'll go uh, but I, last thing to say just yeah they got they usually transition quicker and the shelf life is quicker, so they got They usually do do it, yeah. b- But they have to do it quicker yeah. as well. No, hundred percent. So yeah, I know. I totally agree. Where the expectations are, are higher, especially like you know the, the, I guess the Giants' front is good. It's a good front, um, or at least yeah. the D line is. Um. So yeah, a tough, tough go. Got the Jags this week, so Denver's got a good get right game. Um. Anyway, mm-hmm. not that the, the Broncos were bad, but at all. Um. Going to uh, a really 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 bad football team. Underwhelming performance, I think the key name here is Kyle Pitts. And that starts with expectations that were over the roof. They were just stupid high. So, but I think a lot of... He had four for 31 yards, by the way. Get that out there. A lot of this, though, is on the Atlanta Falcons. So, I'm not here to rip Kyle Pitts at all. Um, I'm here to rip the Atlanta Falcons.
1: <laughs> it felt like... So, the- you, you can kind of... You can kind of put it that in the category of Najee and Michael Parsons too. Then, and just in terms of the hype was too much. Yeah. So almost no matter what happened on the field, it was going to
2: be underwhelming. Pretty much, yeah. Unless he went out and, but like people are talking about him being a hall of famer, being a one thousand yard receiver as (laughs) rookie. Yeah. This is true. This is so ridiculous stuff. So it's almost like if he had a ninety yard performance and a touchdown, I could have put him here. Anyways. I felt like the Falcons were using him well in terms of just where in the formation uh, they use him in line, they use him in the slot, they use him out wide. Uh, that was pretty well done, but they were not designing anything for him, and they never gave him a good shot in the red zone when they got down there on occasion. Um, it was all lots of like just flats and outs, and he had a he had one decent one where he um he caught on on a little seam for like uh 15 yards, but it wasn't a first down because they were behind the change, if I remember correctly. Um, his first catch of the game, uh, the game was a little, little, little zag route on a fourth down that like he converted, but I don't know. It was, it was fourth and less than a yard and he caught it right at the sticks. I don't know if he actually got it. It's like, he's going to get more credit than that, than he actually deserves. I mean, catching traffic, sure, but he didn't really do anything. Um, and it was just like, they're running him short of the sticks on third down a lot. So yeah, it's not on pits. It's two things I already mentioned. Expectations being stupid high. And then you, you even more compounded that with the fact of the expectations in the room. Where they traded Julio. They need Kyle Pitts to be a wide receiver 2 immediately. That's that's just a rough situation. Secondly, um, like I said, the Falcons just not using him creatively or well at all. And the offense overall looks like a fucking disaster. Like I said earlier, they look like they might be the worst team in football. Um, and... <laughs> This start is just exactly what the people that questioned the pick in the moment envisioned. Just like that, he's a tight end going into a team that looks like it's on the downslope and you're going to have to rebuild and you haven't really started that process yet. And it's how much is he really doing for you now? And as I mentioned mm-hmm. off the top of the show, every other skill position rookie in the top 15 scored this week. So that made him look a little bit worse.
1: <laughs> right. Um, I'll give you two more quick ones. Uh, Liam Eikenberg for the Dolphins uh, uh, he was playing left tackle because Austin Jackson was out played every snap got uh, two holding calls got beat bad on a sack Um, Josh Uche gave him some stuff Uh, he might have tripped but it looked bad if you watch it live just straight up it looked bad on the replay and maybe you you look at his feet a little more Uh, it it had to do with some tripping but he kind of underwhelming yeah I'm not going to I'm not going to kill him kill him um but he, he's gonna need to step up especially uh because austin jackson um up a down
2: rookie you're not gonna kill time. him but if he had this performance last year brian kelly would damn that was good aj i know i had to jump in there that before before i lost the chance yeah. to say it anyways continue <laughs> uh okay
1: um and moving to a michigan man nico collins yeah. Uh he played off he played a ton against the Jags. Fifty five percent of the snaps. Um he is playing like he's their wide receiver too across from Brendan Cooks. Danny Amendola in the slot. Um he had only three targets, one grab, seven yards. He got called in the OPI, which it was gonna be a sick touchdown if he didn't pass interfere. He just really struggled to to create separation. And I was just for a while because that game uh when the Texans had the ball on offense. Um, they were kind of, they, they got up so quick, so early that they were just like kind of killing time. It felt like, so I was just watching specifically Nico Collins for a while. Um, and, and yeah, the, the routes need to get crisper and he needs to do a better job separating, but it's fun that he's going to be playing so much. I think
2: I didn't put this one down, but because like the same thing happened, I wasn't impressed with Terrace Marshall. Um, yeah like, I don't know, three catches for 20 yards, something like that, a uh, couple drops also got call for off to pass interference, which I thought was Funny. Uh, yeah, and a guy that uh, got a lot of hype there. Yeah. Okay, it looks like a hit. So this was another reason I mentioned Terrace Marshall. Uh, speaking of insane media conclusions and expectations, speaking of LSU wide receivers, I had to give it to Jamar Chase because of what he had to get put down by <laughs> in the preseason and, and how crazy the story got um, to coming out and having five catches for 101 yards and a touchdown. Uh, in his first game, and he literally just ran by Brashad Breeland on the on the fifty yard touchdown, like it was both impressive but not really because Breeland just seems so bad. I don't I don't know, um, but regardless, after all the headlines uh, about <laughs> him leading up to the season, this was just such a great shut the hell up game where he comes out, he looks good, he had no drops, he got five of seven targets, got the W for the Bengals. Um, they they got him involved in the screen game a bit. Uh, we saw the clip on Twitter today where he he kind of turned uh Pat inside out, um, in the in the route. So like, I think he's gonna be effective and dangerous at all three levels, which is something to um, uh, like to to appreciate after his first game and uh, after <laughs> him people saying he's never gonna be able to catch football in his life again. <laughs> so, so I think just such a great job coming out there and. Again, I don't, honestly, overall, I don't think it was some amazing fucking performance, but he was really good. And it just, again, with people saying he was going to be so bad, I think I think it was a great game.
1: Um, This is a good transition to mine because it's Panay Sewell, who mm-hmm. no, nobody, it felt like, got shit on more than Jamar Chase and Panay Sewell during preseason. Yep. Uh, Sewell was obviously playing right tackle in the preseason, started at left tackle week one with Taylor Decker injured and was awesome. If Rashawn Slater wasn't as good as he was against um, against Chase Young, it would have been Sewell because Sewell looked great against another Ohio State pass rusher in Nick Bosa, who really didn't do anything against Sewell and Sewell was killing dudes in the run game. Sewell looked especially good in the run game. And if you go back to the organ tape, he was a guy who was so explosive out of his stance. Yeah. And climbing to the second level just seems so natural for him. And that's that he's that's transitioned perfectly in the NFL. Um, he was playing like an asshole too. Um he looked he looked great. Uh I thought Nick Bosa would give him far more trouble than he did, but Sewell just like used that athleticism to match up against Bosa and uh, Bosa's hands like really didn't get get the best of Sewell at any point. Um, he he I I think it's gonna be a Wally Pip. I think he's gonna be the left tackle because by the time Taylor Decker is healthy, Sewell's gonna have a handful of weeks of great left tackle tape. And if you did worry about him as the Lions at right tackle, I don't know why you'd switch him back there because he just looks so much more natural here.
2: This is so terrible to say, but uh, the Decker injury was a blessing in disguise. I think I think just for me cuz I'm, I'm I'm happy that he's getting the shot of left tackle line for the Lions cuz I think they drafted their franchise left tackle and th- he's finally there
1: and not even not not even to be the left tackle right tackle thing but when you draft a tackle that early who's so good on one side and he's struggling on the other side and like it's not it's it's really hard to transition from one side to the other. Like, it's like switching left to right-handed. Like, it's completely different. I don't know why you would try to force him to do that if he's just going to be this good at left tackle.
2: Yeah, and... It just seems unnecessary. And I don't know. You Obviously, you have a lot invested in Taylor Decker, too, but it just seems like I can... I don't know. I think, I think from the start, the move was to give Decker the right tackle spot. And... Mm-hmm. Because he's done it before, and I know it's a long time ago, but he's done it before. And, and two, yeah. he, he's been in the league and been productive for you. And I know you, you risk giving that up, but I, if I were to trust anyone um, you know, between Sewell and Decker to move to the opposite side and be productive immediately, it would not be the rookie who hasn't played in yeah. a year.
1: No, that's a good way to look at it. Um, my looks like a miss is Alex Leatherwood. Who's yours?
2: <laughs> um...
1: Because it's a miss for Mike Mayock, not for me.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, actually, I, I maybe this one's a miss for someone. Okay. It's week one. I don't want to say anyone looks like a miss yet. I could have done a positive one. Yeah, I one, know. That's... But I, I put, a, yeah, put other I guys other places. So I just don't think it's fair. Um, So I'm just going to pose a question to you, okay? We might get our answer this week, but... Well. What happened? You know
1: what? My looks like a miss should have been Mac Jones then because he looked so much better than I would have expected and I would not have spe- expected him to start week one as a rookie.
2: True. That's that's, that's a good one too.
1: Okay. Sorry. Now go ahead with your question. Yeah,
2: thanks. You totally interrupted that. Okay. Yeah. What happened with Trey Sermon? He looked like a like they're run, running back two or maybe even 1A all preseason. I don't think he was spectacular in the preseason, but he was good. And then he's a healthy scratch week one? Like... Was this just classic sh- shenanigans, 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 or or what? And, and then, of course, you compound that with the fact that um, Eli Mitchell had a really, really, really great game. And I know this is your game. But, <laughs> I, I I mean, with most of it being done now um, for, for the year, I, I'm sure we'll get to see Sermon this week. But it was still such a str- strange, like, when you saw that come across, the, the ticker that... He was a healthy scratch. That was such a—I I don't know what happened there. It's so, so strange. I—I I don't know. And especially with the way they use their running backs, like, why not get him a look week one? At the very—even if you don't think—even if you think Mitchell's better right now, why would you not give him a look? Uh, so I want to hear your thoughts on what the fuck happened here.
1: Um, I have no idea because <laughs> it came out of nowhere. Yeah, but. I know, that obviously, Reem Mostert got hurt, so that'll... Yeah. You would think Trey Sermon's not going to be a healthy scratch this following week. Well, they sent Carry uh, Johnson
2: to the practice squad.
1: Oh, right, Big for producer James. Um, but uh, Elijah Mitchell looks like... like I don't know why you wouldn't trust... And again, the offensive line played... Uh, I'll get to Elijah Mitchell in a little bit. Yeah. But the offensive line played awesome. Um, and in that Shanahan scheme, like I think I think, like, almost any back would have had production in that game. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, Mitchell's the hot hand right now. I don't know. Yeah. I it's I don't want to give a snap judgment on Sermon until he's active for a game and getting some carries. But, yeah, I don't know. Mitchell looked like what Sermon was supposed to be for this team just with that one cut uh, kind of in the open field physical style.
2: Yeah, but the, the stupid part about it, it is um, streaming didn't get the opportunity to look that good. And I think I think uh, Sermon looked better. Did I call him Trayman? <laughs> Trey Sermon looked better in the preseason than, than Mitchell Mitchell. Not that they both had nice preseasons, but yeah, just such, mm-hmm. such a strange situation that I was so yeah. out of nowhere.
1: Uh you know what else is out of nowhere? When you go live on Spotify Green
2: Room I do not inform a single soul. It's at a drop of a hat. You you and, but it's
1: lucky because the people with the Spotify Green app who follow you. Get notified when you go live, so they'll just see it that you're live, and then they hop in, and they they get to watch you talk about um, Norm Macdonald, because rest in peace to a legend. If you want to hear me cry, yeah. The GOAT. (laughs) I, <laughs> there was a moment of
2: silence for Norm. I love Norm. You love Norm. We all love Norm. Can I, I do can it? Canada's a, best. Can I mention? I don't know why I'm doing this on the show. I kind of just want to tell you. Just a quick personal Norm story. <laughs> Me and my dad both love love the moth joke, as I think most people do. But a little great moment, it was trying to get my dad to to tell the moth joke to his my grandparents, his parents, who are not great English speakers, <laughs> just trying again to, to really commit to the bit, and they had no idea what was going on. And trying again with with Norm's deadpan, straight face delivery it was one of the was just a hilarious moment. And then, uh, yeah, this was so sad when this all just came. out. I can't even imagine that happening. <laughs> it's so absurd.
1: <laughs> oh, that's great though. I
2: think he got to the end and they just they didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I was just dying. Oh, uh, that's that's hilarious. Um,
1: you know what's not hilarious? When Pittsburgh Steelers need to step it up. And I got two, my my two players who need to step it up are both Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, man. One, Kendrick Green, who had his moments, mm-hmm. but for the most part, the offensive line didn't get any push in the run game. Um, I thought Dan Moore at right tackle played better than Kendrick Green, actually. Um, against the Bills. Ed Oliver had a really nice game, actually. Just, uh, I like to hear that. Put that one in your back pocket, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Kendrick Green had a very not memorable game debut. I'm Presley Harvin who murdered it in the preseason, yeah. won the starting job. He he had uh he averaged 41 uh 4 per punt uh on five punts against the Bills, but had one bad shank uh in another just not so good punt. Um yeah, I, I don't know, rookie jitters, but uh two bad two two unimpressive punts. Didn't matter. Steelers won anyway. But, yeah, I'd like to see more from both of them.
2: Uh, so I'm going to go with someone that had a great preseason. um, And I think he's going to be fine. So this wasn't – this is not going to be like he's bad. Don't, don't, don't. He's not going to do it. I think he's going to step up. Elijah Molden. Um, Again, they were – He played a lot of snaps, right? Yeah, he played a lot. Um, They were – he was around the football a lot. They, they used him fun. They blitzed him a lot. Uh, he never got home, but they blitzed him a lot. Um, felt like he was in a position to make quite a few tackles, but just uh, just couldn't. And then Christian Kirk just cooked him out of the slot for the, for his touchdown. Um, I think this was just week one. He's getting his feet wet. The team was entirely a disaster. So like I said, I think he's going to be fine. I kind of I was kind of encouraging to see him around the football so much, but struggled uh, in, in the ultimate uh, results of this game. Uh, so I, I think he's going to do it, but he needs to do it too. And then quickly, I'm going to say the uh, the New York Jets offensive rookies, not including Zach Wilson, but him too. Uh, <laughs> Elijah Moore, who caught one ball on three, three, uh, three targets. Yeah, talk,
1: talk about a, a player who had hype and didn't really get a lot going yeah, for, on. Yeah,
2: for negative yardage, um, Wilson had one where he kind of just a classic Zach Wilson chuck it deep, but Moore had a shot on it. It wasn't an easy catch at all. Tough adjustment. Uh, the, he had a DB on him, but I feel like if he brings that 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 ball down, it was in the first half. If he brings that down, I feel like it changes the course of the game. If, if that's not a little, little little too much to say. Um, secondly, Michael Carter did nothing. Um, had a bad drop. He was just running into the pile and going down. Really, and again, the offensive line is terrible. But just really not an expiring performance. And lastly, Elijah Burke Tucker, um, who I. I tried to focus on, but there's had so many rookies. It's hard to focus on AVT and (laughs) Wilson. They played the most rookies out of everyone. Um, So kind of hard to bounce around. So I didn't think in a vacuum he was terrible, but he wasn't good. Like that's that's easier to say. And now with Becton being Mm -hmm. out, he, he has to step up. He has to do it. Um, okay, not ready to play,
1: sticking with the offensive line theme. Me too. Royce Newman had a really tough game for the Packers. Uh the Packers started him and Josh Myers on the inside. Um with obviously David Bakhtiari, sorry, so Elton Jenkins playing left tackle. Uh he did not look very good against the Saints. Josh Myers um played pretty well actually, but uh Royce Newman I thought just did not look ready to be out there as a as a day 3 rookie starting guard. Um and Benjamin St. Just, uh, the Canadian, for the Washington Football Team, he only played fifty eight percent of the snaps. Um, but the Chargers' receivers, I mean, that's not a great, easy matchup for him, especially against a quarterback like Justin Herbert. But yeah, his he just looked really out of position, like pretty consistently.
2: Can I quickly gripe about Royce Newman? Because I don't know when they kind of said he's going to be the starter and had a really good preseason and all that. The Packers fan just felt like uh, oh, here's the next one baby like he's he's good like they typed him up so much and I was like man he's did they hype Josh Myers as much no they didn't which was weird unless I just I just saw the Newman stuff because because Josh
1: Myers like, look because I I think starting at center as a rookie is harder than guard yeah uh, and uh, I, I thought like he especially because he's playing beside Royce Newman it really made you appreciate the level that Josh Myers was kind of playing at. It.
2: You know, it could have been because uh, Myers, you know, just lived up to expectations, you can say, as a, as a second-round guy, where Newman, you know, was the fourth-round, late fourth-round pick. Yeah, that's, that's true. And they're like, yeah, we got another one of these, you know, plug-and-play. And, play. and uh, yeah, I don't like the Packers. Um, <laughs> this one hurts. Okay, this is my, my not-ready-to-play hurts. Um, I only watched this game live, uh, but Jalen Mayfield... And the rest of the Falcons off the line, uh, were just a fucking disaster. Um, I think he might, like I mentioned earlier, I think he might be the worst rookie, but like I said, Leatherwood got the spotlight. So Mayfield, uh, Mayfield just gets placed here. Um, he was just completely thrown. Like he played the whole game. He got, he he thrown into the fire against Fletcher Cox and a a rejuvenated, revigorated, uh, Javon Hargrave, who looked amazing. Um, but yeah, it just didn't help that, uh, Hennessy beside him, no help from him. Um, the whole line was bad. He, he he may have been the worst rookie, just mm-hmm. uh, just not ready. He, he just didn't look ready, which hurts because I both as a Michigan fan and, and someone who was I was high on him coming out. And um, my, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna move on. No, last thing. Guess what, Rob? He gets Vitavea this week, so ugh, I don't think he's gonna get better. Fidvez Get, gets no fantasy points. Can't be good. I'm starting him again. I don't
0: care.
1: <laughs> he, won mean, his tape's dominant. I know. Uh, best day three rookie for me is Elijah Mitchell. who ran for 104 yards and a score, uh, 5.4 carry against the Lions. It was easy running in terms of like he wasn't getting touched. Yeah. A lot of the time until he was like three, four, five yards downfield, um, but he also had like the the, the touchdown running looked really great on. Mm-hmm. He's breaking first contact pretty consistently. He, I was getting those Alfred Morris vibes just like this one-cut style back who was a day-three pick, Shanahan scheme. It's just easy money behind an offensive line playing at that level. Um, so, I, 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 like, it wasn't uh, this dude m- might compete for rookie of the year type thing, but it's uh, this dude's going to be really productive given the circumstances. Uh, so, maybe uh, I, I would like to see Trey Sermon in the same situation, but we'll see.
2: Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see... Um what the split is going forward and how much Sherman gets, gets, gets looked at. Um, speaking of, uh, money, easy money, baby. Uh, my best day three rookie is Evan easy money. McPherson, who I could have put for, a looks like a miss cause I wasn't high on him. Uh, the only drafted kicker comes in for the Cincinnati Bengals goes two for two with that 53 yard field goal for the win, baby. Uh, didn't miss an extra point. <laughs> sent the Bengals to the W. Uh, looked good. It got a lot of power on the leg. Uh, hitting touchbacks, too. Uh, very, very... The, the Bengals always fuck up the kicker position. Looks like they got one right, and I was wrong this time. As opposed to Jake Elliott, you idiots. I can't believe you caught him still.
1: Um, Good pick. Be- best UDFA rookie. I didn't, like, have any UDFA rookie who did anything.
2: Uh, me neither, but...
1: Okay. Because well, there's week one, so. No,
2: no, I no no I, I got one. I got one. Um, because it's the anniversary of 9-11 on the weekend, he got elevated to the 53-man roster. John Radigan, national hero, who had a really, really good special teams tackle for the Seahawks. That's it. That's all I got. That's a good pick. Yeah, and he's got to the 53-mans now. So, uh, again, I, look good. Looked pretty good on specials. So, that's, that's fun. I didn't think he was going to make the team at all. Oh, and when they saw, they signed him quick after the draft, I'm like, okay, John Radigan. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun watching him play in college, but, like, I don't know. Okay. And he made the team. And now, look, he's on the 53-man uh, right away. That's pretty impressive.
1: Okay. Uh, rookie who flashed. I already mentioned Josh Myers who did. Um, I'll give you a corner and a receiver. Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Uh, four four catches, 61 yards, and a score on six targets. The score was pretty easy, but he had a, a nice catch and run that I, I thought was pretty popping. Devontae Parker looked really great. Mm-hmm. Um, so those two were really fun to watch together, uh, and then Asante Samuel Jr., who against the Washington Football Team just uh, other than a DPI uh, looked really good and looked really like kind of ferocious coming down hit like you willing run defender.
2: That's good. That's that's really positive to see. Okay, I'll give you a, a one main breakdown and then a couple quick hitters here. Ronald Moore, man, like he he, he looked he looked fast, I and mean, that's what you expect of him. They got him uh they got him on the screen uh, in the first half, and it. It wasn't bad. He just never really broke. He was waiting for the block to set up. Um, and then in, in the second half, uh, if I remember correctly, they hit him on another one, and he got a big gain where he just looked at a different speed than the defense. Um, so that, that's such a good sign, and they were using him well. Uh, but even, like, he just looked good just like as a plain old receiver running routes. Um, Kyler had a crazy scramble, and he ended up, like, finding uh, Rondale, like, after – uh i don't know he made like six guys miss R- murray was amazing in this game uh, and then Rondell came back to kind of help found some soft area on the sideline and uh he had to make a nice little adjustment for the catch too uh, i think that's a really good sign um releases look good the routes look pretty crisp uh, from what i could see watching we don't get all 22 in canada but from what i was trying to see and um he was looking like a legit threat returning kicks so i think a very very positive uh first game especially with all the you know everything was clicking on the offense with the Cardinals, so it's not like they had to force it to him or anything. Um, but very positive, like they they chose their spots. But he looked good as even just a regular receiver. Uh, a couple quick hits: uh, Kenneth Gainwell flashed a bit, had a touchdown that was cool to see. the The Eagles' offense was really good, and the running game was good. Uh, Anthony Schwartz, they really got him involved from the hop, and I didn't expect that. Obviously, had the big play. Uh, well, that's a good point. Yeah, he was playing a lot. Yeah, I guess with the Odell out. Yeah, no, and he's going to be out again. But, uh, no, like, even, like, he, he felt like he was the guy, like, over dominant Peoples-Jones. Um, had the, had the, the reverse for 17 yards, so they use him pretty well. Um, and I think that's kind of just what he's going to be, though. I don't think he's going to evolve into anything more. Again, he might be getting open more, but I think that's what he's going to be. And then, lastly, two pass rushers. Um, Quidi Pei, really good against the run. Um, I thought Dwayne Brown kind of gave him the business a bit. But he got credited with a couple hurries, and then he recovered uh, Chris Carson's fumble. So that's a really, really promising start. And uh, for the Giants, Aziz Ojolari, he, opposite. He was really bad against the run, but he flashed on pass rush and got home on a sack. And I think that was um, a guy who, you know, didn't get talked about at all, like, since the draft, really. And uh, really promising to see him producing. And he played quite a lot, too, for the Giants. Um, Out of nowhere, Rook. I had one really big
1: standout, but uh, I'm going to start with Larry Roundtree who stat-wise you're not gonna, you're, you he ran for 27 yards, 3.4 carry mm-hmm. whatever. Uh Washington front 7, one of the best in the league. I just liked how physical he looked. He also looked good on special teams. Uh, I think he's he's going to be an interesting kind of compliment to Austin Eckler and he he was the number two pack number two back all game um and obviously he adds a, a more of a pounding physical style than eckler does uh, uh so I w- i'm wondering if he'll be playing a lot
2: i was surprised that he was the clear number two for the chargers and i'm happy about it i like mm-hmm. Roundtree, but i was surprised uh
1: and then my, my definite out rookie was trey norwood the steelers rookie db from oklahoma he played 80 percent of the snaps against the bills and looked quite good in coverage um and 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 that's not to say he didn't look good as a run defender either he just looked good he looked like he belonged out there uh db was kind of a question with them they lost mike hilton in free agency and there was talks of antoine brooks maybe earning that starting nickel spot uh he got cut uh or injury waived uh and then you weren't really sure what was going on other than joe hayden joe hayden Cam Sutton, but would Cam Sutton play inside outside? Having a versatile DB like Trey Norwood allowed Cam Sutton to play more outside. Uh, He kind of shifted around. James Pierre came in the game as well, but Norwood was playing some safety. He was playing some nickel. Uh, I I really liked what I saw out of him.
2: I got uh, just one guy. Similar idea. um, Not as lately drafted, but he was the late fourth. Um, Team who needed a corner to step up. Uh, Marco Wilson, who played 91% 91% of the snaps for the Cardinals, same as uh, same as Byron Murphy. So that's 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 the duo. Um, the ends were really bad, like I've said already. So he wasn't really tested all that much, but when he was, he looked really good. And obviously, he kind of just got matched up on Julio like the whole game, which is a lot for a guy that I don't, know, I don't think either of us were big fans of. And um, it's not like we heard much about him in, in the in the off season. And uh, yeah, he looked pretty good. Three tackles. Uh, one he came down and just made a really nice hit on the wide receiver too, which is promising. Um, had a nice uh, breakup where he just fought Julio through the contact. Um, didn't get credited for it because it was it was uh, offside on the play, but still looked good. Um, then later on, Julio caught uh, a ten yarder ish on him, but it, it was he was right there at the catch point. Julio had to go up, make a leaping over the over the head grab. It was tough, and uh, him being good immediately. And again. Titans were a disaster, but that's a tough matchup. Um, beat him, him, and I mean, Chandler Jones just gave him no time to throw. But uh, that's huge for the Cardinals. That is huge for the Cardinals. I I, I don't know of any other Day 3 rookie. I guess Trey was up there. But any other Day 3 rookie's um, Week 1 performance uh, being more important to the success of their football team than Marco Wilson's. That's crazy. And no shoes were thrown. Just to yeah, wow.
1: Both but the fact that both uh Marco Wilson and Trey Norwood played so many snaps week one, I think that's pretty wild.
2: Yeah, through, uh, I like young we like before last week when we did the NFC West preview, we're like, who was the corner opposite of him? And like I think I said it, it might be Tate Gowan, the the other th- day three rookie. Um who I, I don't know if saw the field. I don't think he did. Um but it was Marco Wilson. Marco Wilson the dude. Yeah. Um Okay, finally,
1: start the rook. I told you mine's Justin Fields because <laughs> yeah. But obviously not, because it's Andy Dalton revenge game this week against the Bengals. But I don't know. Andy Dalton looked not good enough to be playing anyway. And when you've got the first-round rookie behind him, and every Bears fan just wants Justin Fields. I I know this is like a layup one, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I was just really upset as an Ohio State fan. And look how Ohio State struggles without the King in in Columbus. (laughs) I just would like to watch Justin Fields play football again, you know?
2: I think so would everyone in the Chicago metropolitan area. No, I, I totally totally agree. Yeah, so I was gonna say other than Justin Fields, <laughs> question mark. Uh, so I'm gonna go with um, guess where guess where I'm sticking, Rob. Columbus, baby. Why Davis? I I think I think they gotta give White Davis a start. They give only Udo the start at right guard, and I I thought he was pretty darn bad. Uh, the Bengals interior defensive line actually looked really good. Namely, Larry Ogunjobi, who looked really good and BJ Hill, who looked like a uh, really, really good pickup and they dominated the Vikings, uh, interior and, uh, Udo gave up a sack, gave up another hurry. On top of that, he had a, he had a hold and a really, really, really dumb, uh, unnecessary roughness call that killed a drive for the Vikings. Um, so yeah, I think why Davis got to plug in. Obviously Christian Derisaw isn't ready yet. Um, and they gave the, the least amount of snaps across the league to rookies. Only four snaps from rookies. Um, and it was only Amir smith Marseille. getting those four snaps. So that's going to rise quickly with Derrissot coming back eventually. But hopefully, 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 why Davis gets a look soon? Because I don't know why they wouldn't.
1: Um, any uh, any big predictions for rookies in week two? Any, anybody who – I don't know. Call your shot. Who, who Who's your prediction for –
2: are there offensive or defensive rookie of the week? Just a rookie of the week prediction. Uh do you have something written down or are you just No, no, no. I'm just Okay, okay. Let me let me pull up. Uh, you know what? I'm going to make a pick for primetime Star. Um Okay. okay. Cool. Uh You know what? I'm going to pick a pick a not ready to play. <laughs> no, cuz I can just pull up the the, the schedule quick. Okay. Yeah, I know it's easier. I get, I I understood why. Okay. Aziz Oshilari would be a good Yeah, one. I thought about that, but fuck that game. Uh, I'm going to say <laughs> the rookie offensive lineman, Panay And I didn't mention them, but I should have snuck them in somewhere else. Uh, Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith, who I thought looked I – didn't, I didn't do a second rewatch of the game. I just watched that game live. I thought it looked good. And the, the Chiefs offensive line wasn't great, but I thought Orlando Brown was the worst part of it. Actually, sorry, Lucas Niang yeah. was the worst part. And then Brown. And then Thune even a couple holds. Uh, Humphrey and Smith, I thought, stood up the best. So, going into Baltimore, uh, Sunday Night Football, good game. Uh, That's going to be really... I I think that's the the highlight of the the, the week, yeah. I'll be predicting worst rookie. I like it. Alex Leatherwood, because he's taking on the Steelers' pass rush, uh, which was dominant against Buffalo. I don't know why, but your delivery there felt a little norm. Recipes.
1: Thank you. Thank you. that's the nice thing anyone's ever said to me. All right, I'll see you next week, AJ. Let's not talk until then.
2: Okay.